0: Set of downs from the 41 of Cincinnati. Play fit.
1: Trubisky floats it outside. Zach Gentry. Big Zach Gentry breaks free inside the 10.
2: It's now time for our weekly conversation with Eldorado Eagle, Michigan Wolverine, and NFL tight end Zach Gentry. On ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Presented by the Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. Close to home, far from ordinary. Now, Here's Zach Gentry. I got
3: everything I need. Homegrown. Welcome back to Team Talk live from the Sandia Sports Bar. 50 TVs. Baseball's already going on. By the way, Phillies lead 3-0 in the top of the third. One out. Guy on base. So they're continuing to put the pressure on here tonight. And then later on, we've got the D-backs and the d Dodgers but joining us now as he does every Monday is Zach Gentry tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Zach last Monday you had just endured a film session from an ugly performance uh, against the Houston Texans no not against the Houston Texans against the who did who did you guys lose to last week uh disappointing oh the uh no tennessee titans okay guys get
0: my
3: tennessee titans okay so a week ago you're looking at film uh against the tennessee titans uh that was not very pleasant today you're watching film i'm assuming of the game uh yesterday against arizona would that be correct zach gentry
0: yes that is correct joe neal we uh we watched the film today you know went in got a nice little lift in then uh you know, had a little bit later meetings uh, because of the time change and, and getting back a little later from the game. So, um, yeah, had a nice nice uh, couple hours of, of film review. But it's, um, you know, no game's ever perfect, especially on film. But uh, it's definitely a lot easier to critique and have a better attitude about it after uh, after a W, especially on the road.
3: Yeah, and, you know, uh, Sam asked you last week, you know, you. Uh, had played for Coach Tomlin uh, your entire career. Now uh, you're with Zach Taylor, and Sam had asked you kind of the differences in in those two guys. Uh, you know, in film, um, and now you had a chance to to see a little bit of a variance. I know you you've been in the the film room uh, a bunch of times this season, but you know, a- any kind of different demeanor in Zach Taylor uh, coming off a win, watching film, that sort of thing.
0: You know, not not entirely. I mean, he was certainly a little fired up. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to get get wins in the NFL, and especially on the road. But you know, you got to start start stacking them. You got to get one, two down, and then you know let the dominoes fall um, to, to get into a rhythm. But you know, not not blaringly or alarmingly different by any means. Um, you know, basically when we all got together, he said, uh, you know. We won the game, but you look back in the film. There's a lot of opportunity there. You know, it's, we kind of had the feeling it's one of those things where could have won by a little bit more. You know, didn't didn't execute perfectly. Uh, stalled out a couple offensive drives, turnover. So, um, you know, still a little hungry. You know, not not satisfied. I think that's kind of the uh, uh, the the entire feel of the team the last couple weeks, two, three, four weeks is like this. This team's been kind of underachieving a little bit. Um, you know, with with what we see in the locker room, what we see on the field, talent wise. So. Um, you know nothing. Nothing too crazy out of Coach Taylor, but you know he's uh, he definitely got his eyes eyes set ahead on on getting a little win streak going here.
3: So, um, you know we obviously know about Joe Burrow, and he, you know, a leader uh, ever since we you know remember him back in his days at LSU. Outside of Joe Burrow, uh, some guys that I uh, you know in in your view uh, really take the leadership roles in that clubhouse, in this film room, in that locker room, uh, all those sort of things. You know, who are guys on this on this team you're playing on that that do that sort of thing?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, center Ted Karras is one of those guys. He's been around for a yeah. long time. He, two different stints with the with the Patriots, Super Bowl champion. So, um, you know, he's somebody who's been around the block and been on some different ball clubs and, and you know, knows the ins and outs. So, uh, you know, he's a vocal, vocal leader and, you know, somebody that a lot of guys respect for sure. Um on the defensive side of the ball, you know, defensive tackle, DJ Reader is somebody who I think a lot of the guys um, respect and, and, you know, hold at a high standard. Um, DJ's a really good guy. been doing it for a long time as well. But uh, I think those are probably the two guys that you see the most that, um, you know, are kind of vocal and lead by example guys in the locker room who are kind of proven guys that it's not just about the stats they have or, you know, what they can flash on the field, but but who they are as teammates as well.
3: Yeah, and uh, so you you uh, you know tell us about what you're you guys uh, are playing Seattle on uh, Sunday at home. Uh, Tell me like what a typical day tomorrow will be. Uh, You know we know Monday's you know is lifting and film, but like you know what is going to be your schedule tomorrow? What time you? going to get to the facility what time does activity start give us like what the lowdown is on a tuesday as an nfl player going to work
0: sure well t- traditionally tuesdays on most ball clubs i think are off days actually so they'll so, you know they'll obviously open okay up the facility. uh you know open up the facility for treatment and film study and lifting or you know whatever you want to do to try to get your body right but uh you know typically that's the off day uh, okay so let's think-
3: go to Wednesday wait let's I uh, yeah okay I I should have known you've you've told me that before okay so let's let's talk about what it's going to be like on Wednesday Zach
0: sure yeah I mean it, so this is where it gets a little different depending upon where you're at like when I was in Pittsburgh Wednesday was typically like the you know the the physical day we put the pads on especially early in the season and it was a longer day uh here Wednesdays are a little shorter um than they were in Pittsburgh you know we're, we're just in helmets and cleats uh it's kind of an abbreviated schedule on the field. I think, you know, they want to make sure that everybody's bodies are still feeling right after the game. And uh, Thursdays here in Cincinnati are the more physical, um, you know, padded days. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of variance on, on teams and what they want to do throughout the week. But, uh, you know, typically you're getting, uh, you know, most of the hay in the barn, so to speak, for the, for the workload of the week on Wednesdays and Thursdays.
3: I got gotcha. you. Yeah, getting the hay in the barn. Was that a was that a Coach Tomlin uh, deal? Uh, was that a Charlie Dotson deal there, uh, Zach?
0: <laughs> or, or a gi- uh, or just, a Jim Hardpod deal? That one might be my dad. You know, the hay <laughs> the hay the hay in the barn. I think that one that, might be my dad.
3: Hey, well, let's give your dad credit for that one. Right on. I love it. Uh, Your dad a pretty good ball player uh, himself there, Zach. Okay, so uh, we also played this soundbite for you uh, last week. Uh, It's Jamar Chase uh, after that disappointing loss at Tennessee. And uh, hit that, Sam. In four games this season, do you feel like you've had
1: less time to get open and create space for yourself? No, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: well zach you told us don't read too much into that he's a team guy and he'll be just fine well that came to fruition yesterday talk about that performance by chase uh zach
0: yeah, i mean uh you know his, his words were true you know he was always open it's kind of funny watching <laughs> a film today you you know you're you're it's amazing when you actually sit down and watch the tape and you see a guy have that many catches in a game, it's like, wow, you know, when you see him kind of all not back-to-back, but, you know, every, every few plays, it's like, geez, yeah, he was touching the ball a ton. Um, so, I mean, amazing performance by him. I mean, there's even a couple uh, of plays, I think, where, you know, Joe would even tell you he'd want to throw back uh, that he could have gotten Jamar a few more times. So, um, I mean, obviously, electric playmaker. He's so strong, his, 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 his balance. Uh, you know, it's footwork, especially on the on the sidelines, being able to toe tap. I mean, can't say enough about the performance. You know, obviously, I think there's a franchise record for uh, receptions in a game. You know, right around the two hundred mark. So, I mean, incredible game, and uh, you know, it just goes to show certain guys are special like that. They can they can kind of call their own number and, and, and say something last week, and the next week they can they can put it up and do it. So, uh, pretty special by him, and and then looking forward to him, you know, kind of continuing this as we go.
3: You know, you mentioned the uh, toe tapping, and we've seen him do it ever since, you know, he was at LSU. Uh, you know, obviously back there he only needed one foot in, now you need two in in the NFL. I mean, uh, you're catching a lot of passes, you're practicing, it, it, like there has got to be a ton of emphasis uh, into toe tapping with uh, you receivers, right? I mean, is that something that is 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 done repeatedly in practice is it expected on your own or a little bit of both
0: i think certainly a little bit of both but you know uh, like individual periods of uh, practice when when the individual position groups get to go kind of go in their corner of the field and do their own thing um you know that's an emphasis that's something that's worked on a little bit um and a lot of it too is just getting extra reps at the quarterbacks. you know before or after practice and making sure they're throwing you those balls you know 50 50 balls jump balls you know sideline balls a toe tap but you know, so much of it, honestly, too, is just guys with such great body control. You know, there are guys that they can work on toe-tapping, you know, every day for a year and, you know, be good at it. I mean, they're in the NFL, but they're not going to ever excel and be great. I mean, somebody like Jamar Chase is just has excellent control, excellent body control. So he's just hyper-aware and, and knows exactly when to put those feet down. And, and it's uh, pretty special to see when you see it, like, in person on a consistent basis.
3: So, is, you know, you've been around a bunch of them over the years. Is there any, when, you know, when you bring, hear the, the topic of toe tapping, uh, you know, even going back to maybe Michigan, uh, you know, or whatever, is, is there one guy that comes to mind that says this guy can toe tap, uh, you know, in situations where it doesn't seem like there's any way they would bo- get both feet in? Is there any uh, guy that comes to mind right away, Zach?
0: Oh man! I mean, I know he's he's a bit of a controversial cat these days, but uh, uh, Mr. Tony Toe taps himself, Antonio Brown, former Steelers receiver, and uh, other. teammates. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, oh. I, I just missed him. He was he was on his way out the door while I was in in Pittsburgh, and um, but I, you know got to watch a lot of film and hear a lot of stories. And obviously, watch him on Sundays growing up, and uh, you know that guy was otherworldly as far as uh, you know getting those feet down. Like I said, they. He earned the nickname Tony Totap because he was so good at it, you know. Um, real special at, at getting that done for sure.
1: That's the only thing I'm going to call him for, for the rest of the time. From any, now on! And for any time I see those notifications pop up on Twitter, it's going to be Tony Totap's giving us the lowdown <laughs> on what's going on in the world, in and, and at least in, in his own head. As we're talking to Cincinnati Bengals tight <laughs> end, Zach Gentry. You know, Zach, going back a couple of weeks after you guys... Uh, you guys finally get that. Uh, you get that first win of the season against the Rams, and after that, uh, Zach Taylor basically said, "You know, just got to get that first one out of the way, and then we'll try to start getting into that rhythm." And that clock is starting again now of trying to put that win streak together. But how do you for, for people who have never been? What even for us? I mean, we think we know the NFL. You are the one that actually knows the NFL. How do you explain that as far as how week to week this league actually is? Where just when you feel like maybe you are starting to get on the right track, all of a sudden. Life will just rip that carpet right back from under you, and then you take it right back like you guys did against the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's it's so up and down it can be. You know, obviously you're looking for that that, uh, that super consistent feeling throughout the year, that ultimate consistency, but that's not always the case, especially in the NFL I mean, National Football League. People pr- perform at the highest level, and that's why it's so popular and, and, and uh, you know, draws the crowd it does and has the fans it does, because... Uh, you know, any given Sunday, it can be any team. It's you know, it's not about who the better team is heading into the game is. It's who the better team on the, on that day is. And so, uh, you know, lots of ups and downs. You know, there's there's lots, plenty of times in the last four or five years, I can tell you that I thought for sure we were the better team, and we walked out with a loss because it comes down to execution. But um, you know, getting that first one, you got to start with, with getting that first one out of the way. You know, we did that earlier in the season. We got the first one out of the way, and then we weren't able to complete. You know, getting some dominoes to fall, but. Get this this last one, get get it out of the way. Got a W, back at home. It's going to be an electric environment. You know, uh, you know Seattle's a really good team, but you just got to keep stacking them and stacking them. And we got a bye week coming up as well, so we can heal up, make sure we're healthy, which is another big component of it all. But um, you know, it's all about consistency, which is extremely hard to do at this level.
1: So, like in a case of yesterday, you guys get the ball back right before the two minute warning, and eventually, it game ends. You guys win thirty four to twenty. Even in a case like that, right before the two-minute warning, you're up two touchdowns. Is there a time where you can start to maybe feel that that whatever it is, whatever that is that comes with a win, or is it really just not until you're in victory formation or the clock hits zero? Like, is there is there a moment when you guys get the ball back before the two-minute warning where you can start to feel like, all right, man, we got this one today?
0: Really, to be honest, I mean, when I first got in the NFL, I would I would have those feelings because a lot of times, uh, you know, playing college, high school, and all that. it, it you can see how things are going to unfold. You know, you know how, um, you know, the probability of us walking away, winning this game is pretty high, but, um, so maybe when I first got in the NFL, I used to think that a little bit, but man, you like, you learn pretty quick that, uh, you know, a a, a game that we win 34 to 20 is, is a, a blowout basically in the NFL. It really is, you know, if you're winning by two, two possessions plus, that's, that's a, you know, uh, that's a, that's a bit of a thumping. So, you know, it's, uh, I've just seen so many crazy things happen throughout the years, um both on TV and then obviously playing in these games where you know you think you have a comfortable lead or the team you're playing has a comfortable lead, and you're able to come back. So you know, I really don't feel that that um it, it, I feel best when an when opposing team has zero timeouts and, and that two minute warning has already passed because that mean <laughs> generally pretty good things,
1: man, that's the AFC north and you talking, Zach. I mean, those games, anything can happen at any given time. If you were playing in a different division, we might be having a different conversation right now. That's that AFC North, just that grittiness coming out of you right now, Zach Gentry.
0: No doubt about it. There's been no lack of close, um, gritty games, like you put it, um, you know, in the in the last four or five years. Those are always close games, and um, you know, it's uh, just takes a lot out of you. You know, there's no doubt about it. I mean, all these games come down to a score or less, and so. Um, you know, it comes down to, like I said, I'll harp on it again, execution, but it's uh, no doubt about it. The, the AFC North is is a little different from the other leagues in, in the NFL in terms of closeness and rivalries and such.
1: Bengals tight end Zach Gentry with us here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 1017. The team joins us every Monday at 5 o'clock on behalf of the Sandia Sports Bar. Friends over there at Sandia Resort and Casino. So you got you and Joe are talking about the schedule of what's going to go on tomorrow, Wednesday, and sometimes the little things can vary from team to team, Zach. Who controls the music on any given day is there is, is there a weekly is there a daily schedule of okay Tuesday these guys get to pick the music Wednesday these guys get to and uh, I mean uh, how's how's that going in Cincinnati <laughs> well
0: it's certainly not me if that's what you're asking I'm not the one uh, you know getting the tunes going for the boys uh-huh. uh, there there's there's a, like an iPad fixed to the wall that guys can come up and you know and play their music on the speaker system in the locker room there so um Nice. Nice and technologically advanced. Uh, you know, the bass sounds good, the speakers sound good, but uh, Zach Gentry's music is not touching the speakers, um, or there would probably be a riot. I don't think I listen to a lot of the music that a lot of other guys listen to right now.
3: All right. Well, hey, Zach, I want to get Scott Galletti into the mix here. Uh, Scott, uh, you got a question or two uh, for Zach, I know. I mean, you were calling his Eagles the other night against Sandia. They came up a little short, so I wanted to bring you into the mix.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you ever played in a windy game like Zach. that, Zach. You played in wind, but swirling wind where it didn't favor either side was a bit ridiculous for Wilson Stadium, but I want to go back to the victory the other day, and you were talking about how momentum and everything, you you can never tell how things go from one week to another. But when you have a game like this, and you think, okay, this is the game we want to play, this is the result we want, when you go to the locker room afterwards... Is it back to the drawing board, or do you kind of say, hey, we got this now? What's the, you know, how, how do you make sure that you bring the momentum from one week, a good week that you had yesterday to next week?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just dependent upon, you know, the, the performance of the game. I mean, you look back at the Tennessee game, and, um, you know, there were a lot of things that went wrong. You know, it wasn't a very smooth game, so a, a week like that, you kind of feel like you you almost have to go back to the drawing board a little bit, and you have to start you know, analyzing every little thing on tape, like why did we make this decision? Why didn't this you know happen exactly the way we thought it would, and and things like that. And then after a win, it's you know maybe not as heightened. You know, you're you're excited because you know you you won the game. So obviously you played well. You played a little more detail, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's just so dependent on a week to week basis. Um, but as long as you're winning, um, and continuing to do the right things i mean it's a lot easier to just kind of like i said build on the momentum rather than go back to the drawing board and you kind of create um you know problems for yourself
2: and every week i like to ask you about your wolverines big victory 52 to 10 on the road at minnesota so you had 45 at nebraska 52 at minnesota now at home against indiana still undefeated and still way up the polls
0: yeah, I mean, look, looking really good. It was a fun game for me to watch. Um, I think mean, the defense is just playing so dang well. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about the points that, that Michigan's scoring, and that's fantastic. But I mean, two defensive touchdowns, uh, I think a defensive touchdown the week before. I mean, the defense is playing fantastic. I saw a stat uh, yesterday or the day before or something that it said that Michigan defense has scored more touchdowns than they've allowed all season. And I mean, that's just an incredible stat to have. This this far in, so um, you know, pretty special stuff. Hopefully, they can keep it rolling, and uh, you know, especially when this uh, this Big Ten schedule starts to get a little more challenging.
3: Uh, Well, Zach, yes, you noticed. Uh, Scott asked you about that uh, Michigan-Minnesota game. Uh, Sam Sam didn't dive into any of that, uh, did he there? <laughs> uh, but but was, was Sam talking any smack last week about that? No, no actually, Scott Sam threw
1: me into that. He, he picked me up by <laughs> my collar and threw yeah, me into the deep end. I, I, I wanted nothing to do with it, that? I
2: threw him into it. So I, 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 I laid low that, this though. week about that.
1: Yeah,
3: I, I, I remember there was some the side
0: go ahead would Scott tell no, you no Scott told me that uh, Sam wanted to put a, a grand on it <laughs> so I don't know who I'm hearing my information from or whether it's true or not but I'm expecting something in my mailbox here for
1: sure I'm still waiting to hear back from the bank that's sitting next to Joe
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be scott
3: Gale. I, we're here oh, at boy. sandia sports bar every <laughs> friday and zach is our guest on behalf of sandia sports bar uh, zach you know exactly where we're sitting here and the view that we're looking at i mean we got the mountains here you love new mexico you got this golf course that you really enjoy um, this is uh, the kind of place you like to hang out didn't you come here when, when one of your buddies from michigan was in town too
0: yeah yeah John yeah, exactly I, you know it's a it's a frequent spot you know and uh we've uh picked up the golf clubs there a couple times, Joe Neil so it's a it's a great spot, but I can picture right now where you're sitting uh, looking at the Sandias, and I can uh you know almost feel I'm sure there's a little bit of a chill in the air finally, which is probably good to feel and so there's a, uh, man Albuquerque is so nice in the fall so i can I can just picture picture what it's like, so enjoy it, boys because it's gonna right. be really cold here pretty soon.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Back that way. Uh, no doubt, too. Uh, so, Zach, also, we got Balloon Fiesta going on this week. I wasn't sure if you were aware of that. We've got perfect weather. The balloons are everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, New Mexico is at its finest. So I'm going to also ask you, the thing about Sandia is you go to the other side, you can see the sunsets, okay? And, you know, you've been around the block a few times, and you hear other people, like uh, when you were at Michigan and then Pittsburgh, this, that, or the other, talk about sunsets and you just sit there and listen but in your mind the new mexico sunsets blow the rest of them away you told me
0: <laughs> well so I've, I've lived in quite a few places uh at this point in my life and i'll tell you there's there's never a place where you go to where they're not going to say that you know that they don't have the best sunsets every place right. i've been has, has the very best sunsets but man when i'm home for the off season and the sun's going down and it. You know turns turns of sandy as pink and purple there's there's nothing like it I, I promise you that especially not here in Cincinnati Michigan no disrespect but there's there's nothing like it
3: All right, well, there's nothing like having you on every Monday night. We did it all last year. We're going to do it all this year. Zach, uh, thank you so much. Get some rest on your off day. I know you're going to be probably getting a light lift in, as you say, and then uh, back to work, and then uh, your game against the uh, Seahawks on Sunday at home, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you so much for everything, Zach. Zach Gentry. A tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals joining us each week here from uh, in Team Talk, live from Sandia Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. All right, I'm Joe O'Neill. That's Scott Galletti, Sam Hauser, back in studio. Uh, when we come back, we got to do the top five. We haven't done the top five yet. When we come back, we're going to do the top five. We've got the red and green report. We got it all. We're at Sandia Sports Bar. Joe O'Neill, Scott Galletti, Sam Hauser, ESPN Radio, 1017, the team.